Let's go a Viking on Viking Hot Takes. All right. It is Thursday, September 2nd, and welcome everyone to the final 2021 off-season episode of Viking Hot Takes, the fast-moving Minnesota Vikings talk show. We've got Eric Thompson from Daily Norseman. We've got me, Flip Mozzie, from Clown the Pocket. And we've got the fans in the comments. So buckle up and let's go. Eric, I don't even know what to say. What a week, man. It was crazy. We had a lot of events going on with the roster and the cuts and the non-cuts and the, oh, he's back on the team, though. Maybe he isn't. Uh, there, uh, it was kind of like a musical chairs game. Uh, but it, it's this is the last Thursday. And we got we got the Gophers going on right now. They're still battling. The, they're keeping it close with Ohio State. And, and next, in a week from today, a week from right now, America's team will be taking on the Dallas Cowboys. See what I did there? Uh, See, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw, I saw what you did there. We got the, we, we got the, we got the Bucks and Cowboys next week. It's going to be. I cannot wait. There are a ton of questions to be answered, but we actually get to start answering them. Uh, uh, in ten short days, the Vikings are taking the field in Cincinnati. I am pumped. The real, the real games. I'm pumped as well. So, I mean, let's finish out the off season in style, Eric, Dave. Let's let's get the clock going, and we're going to do it just like we always do. So first question, Eric, and and you'll learn about me during the season. You know, I'm all about the matchups. Football is 11 different battles on 60 different plays with coaches looking for mismatches. Every single yard counts. So now when we start to talk about the games from that lens, when opponents line up against the Vikings offense, how do you think they're going to attack us? Well, I think, I mean, I, I think it's going to be pretty similar to the way the defenses have attacked the, the Vikings offense in the last couple of seasons. I mean, the, you want to stop the run. You want to keep uh, Dalvin Cook from getting getting going. You want to contain Jefferson and Thielen as much as you can and make them, you know, not uh, make uh, enough big plays to beat you and get pressure on Kirk Cousins, especially up the middle. I mean, the, the splits are uh, pretty stark when, when – uh, Cousins is under pressure versus not under pressure. If, if he if he has time to throw, go through his progressions, read what the defense is giving, he's a pretty darn good quarterback. But when he, it, I mean, he basically short circuits when, especially when pressure comes up the middle. So, and again, like so, the offensive line might be a little better this year. We don't know that yet, though. We 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 have some new pieces in yeah. place. Dakota Dozier, Dakota Dozier is not in the starting lineup. He's all the way in the practice squad where he can't hurt us. Yet, yeah. and you know, but, but again, we that we have unproven entities. We have Ole Udo, and you know, making his debut at right guard. We got Cleveland moving over to the left. Rashad Hill, who has done pretty well as a swing tackle in in the past, is going to be the starting left tackle, I think, until Darisaw comes comes back. It's it. There's a lot of questions still on on the offense, and I think I don't think it's going to really be that much different than what we've seen. I think the mm-hmm. the, you know the the one. The, the the easiest way to 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 beat the Vikings over the last couple seasons has been if you have some uh, guys in the middle that can rush the passer consistently, 
that's always been their 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 weak spot, and I don't know how much that will change this year. So I, I if, if 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 you face the Vikings over the last year and you're seeing them again, you know, watch watch that tape back and maybe throw in a couple of wrinkles here. But I think that I think the Vikings kind of, the book is out kind of on the Vikings offense. So we'll see if, if they can make any adjustments on their end. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's interesting because the weapons are just so elite that it's almost not even worth a defensive time to try to stop, you know, Dalvin Cook or try to match up against Justin Jefferson. Those guys, you just you have to put eight players in the box for Dalvin. Mm-hmm. You have to roll coverage over to Justin Jefferson. Um, and I think Adam Thielen deserves some respect, too. So without Irv Smith, you know, I, I don't think the Vikings have that sleeper on the weapon side to really take advantage of single man coverage. Adam Thielen, I think, can feast against single coverage and working across the middle of the field out of the slot. But it's really just that next guy. If we get anything from D.D. Westbrook or ISM, I think we're really dangerous. Um, or, you know, like you said, if the offensive line holds up and is better against interior pressure, I get, again, I think we can be really dangerous. So if we have the weapons, there's a real chance that defenses are going to have a tough time with the Vikings offense. Let's go to the next question. All right. My first question for you, it was, uh, there's a lot to pick from, I think, for this answer. Which roster move this week surprised you the most? I mean, we there there are a ton of them that surprised me, but which one surprised you the most? Yeah, and I, I love how the comments are going. We got Viking Jerome talking. We got, we got Mary saying another season of worrying about the offensive line. Some things change, some things time. stay the yep. same. You know, yep. Raymond, I see you two in there. Um, no, let's get to your question though. All these moves. And to be honest, I'm not sure that I, I can count every single one or even know all the moves. The, the, the one that stuck out to me, maybe because it was the most recent is, is the punter, uh, right? this new guy, <laughs> Jordan Barry, uh, Britton Colquitt, you know, we know he wasn't great last year. Uh, he finished what? 27th and 38th with 38 net yards per punt. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just got distracted by that Gophers touchdown. Now I got to move. Um, Sky Uma, back up. He finished dead last in punts inside the opponent's 20. But the Vikings were pretty quiet. You know, they didn't give him any real competition in camp. And all of a sudden, he's gone. He's out of here. So we've got an upgrade at punter. If y'all don't know about Jordan Barry, he doesn't have the biggest leg, but... He's been way more accurate than Britton Colquitt. He's been way better with hang time and pinning teams inside their own 20-yard line, inside their own red zone. So it happened. I was still hoping the kicker, Greg Joseph, was going to get an upgrade from him. But Britton Colquitt, yeah, he's no longer in purple, and that surprised me. Yeah, I mean that's definitely uh, – that was on my list too, like all the specialist yeah. roulette. I mean if that's – if. I thought I thought Colquitt was the the safest out of the three specialists, and he, and Joseph was the only one that didn't spend time off the roster. Colquitt was on, then he's off, then he's off, on, <laughs> off again, and now Joseph's just kind of sitting there, like, okay, all right. And again, that could change before week one the way that uh, that they've been kind of playing right. roulette there. I thought another. I mean, the trade for Herndon that was pretty surprising, right. especially yeah. kind of what they gave up. I'm not a huge fan of giving up a fourth, even though they got a six back. Again, you know, mm-hmm. the comparison is like, well. 
you know, the, the, over, the net cost is kind of like what they paid for Davidson, who just snuck on the practice squad. Not kind, kind of not the point. But like, what do you th- think the grade there is? What what would you grade that trade for Chris Herndon? Well, we got to see how Herndon plays. I mean, the the, yeah. the I mean, the book on him for three years in a row has been he's a promising tight end. He had a good rookie year, and then of course Adam Gase came to town in New York, and that's I feel like you know that's kind of. <laughs> Oh man, did I get did I get cut off? My video. I think Eric's having bandwidth issues. We're, we just lost Coach Thompson. <laughs> now you see half of me. Hey. <laughs> Everybody, say hi to Dave. Dave, you got you got you got to finish. Oh, he's there back. We go. All right, okay. Go. Am I am I back now? You're back. back. Okay, yeah, this must be a bandwidth thing on my end. My bad. The the take was so hot that it just it melted. <laughs> but I was uh, I I was on the the grade I give for Herndon. We'll, we'll see. It's a TBD. That I think he can be involved in the offense. It, my first impression is kind of like a C minus kind of trade. I I was I'm not right. incredibly thrilled, but that can change. He could be a big part of the offense. We don't know that. But um, okay. I I can't if, if we're. Still on the 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 best roster move. We got an NDSU bite. Someone from my school, from North Dakota State. We got him. That was my favorite part. Like the fact. Yeah, that, that, that was nice. Uh, he had a chance yep. there before the big trade, but he can still. We believe in those bison. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Let, let's go to the next question. So this is just a question about X factors. You know, 2021 season. One guy can change everything. One guy can either put this team in the dumps or take them to the top. So who do you, you think the biggest X factor or what do you think the biggest X factor for Minnesota is? Well, I think you touched on a little bit. I think the biggest X factor is whoever lines up next to that X wide receiver. Like it's, it's whoever <laughs> that third wide receiver is going to be. I really like, I yeah. think that's going to be kind of a make or break part of this offense because if there are, if it's just Cook and Jefferson and Thielen you have to worry about and no one else is really stepping up, that's a lot easier to solve than if you have that fourth piece that can catch consistently catch passes. That could be I, – I saw in the, in the uh, comments Conklin needs to step up. That's, I think he could have a big year. He showed – like, you know, and, you know that's, that's the kind of the favorite thing for Conklin. If you extrapolate the stats that he did have over you know, a full season, they're pretty good numbers when he actually does play a lot of snaps. But – uh, if it's you know if it's not Conklin, there has to be someone like Dee Westbrook, Amir Smith, Marset. They have to have that that third main option in the in the offense, especially in that passing attack. They're they're mm-hmm. kind of going probably be forced in a lot of the three wide receiver sets. It was kind of funny in Zimmer's press conference yesterday, but it, it seemed like it pained him to say that we're going to have to use more three <laughs> wide receiver sets. But that's that's they're they're going to have to have at least one more dependable person through the air. I think that's, that's the, that's the X factor for me. I think the Mm -hmm. defense is going to take a big step up. I think they're going to be in good shape, but if it's just though, if, if, and especially if, you know, cook does, he's not without his own injury history, Thielen's missed games and Jefferson, you know, can't do it all by himself. He's he's still in his second year. So I think that's having another dependable pass catcher, uh, whoever that may be. Again, that's, that's that X factor is unknown right now. So that's who you putting your money on though. Like, I mean, is it is it Westbrook? Is it Marset? Is it Conklin? I, I would prefer Marset just from the flashes that he's shown. 
And it doesn't mm-hmm. I, again. If but Westbrook seems like he might be the most plug and play ready, just because he's he's a veteran. He knows you know he he knows where everything goes and everything. And Smith Marset sounds like there are a couple things that he still needs to iron out with his with his game. So I'd give the early okay. if Westbrook is healthy, if he's all the way back, I would assume he gets the majority of the snaps of that third wide receiver. But I mean that. Who it is, that's not really particularly important to me. Just that it is someone. That's all, they, they just need another another option there. What's your X factor? Yeah, you know, Mr. Cartagena here is taking my takes. Slow down, Anthony. <laughs> and, you know, Eric is looking at the wide receivers. I get that. I get the churn on the tight ends, all the new players on the defensive side of the ball. We've got to ground ourselves here. The X factor for the Vikings is and always has been the offensive line. I mean, come Mm. on. I mean, four draft picks among the starters. They're all homegrown, including Rashad Hill, you know, even at this point. So can they play? Because if they can, if these investments start, you know, bringing us some return, bringing us some profit, the Vikings literally have everything else they need at the top of the roster so the x factor did they finally get the offensive line right right and that's again we're not asking them to be the 90s cowboys we just want them to be not actively terrible especially in the middle and i think that's all the, the offense will need all right so for my uh second i love one, it anthony uh, yeah back, back to the, the the roster like so or well yeah to the roster and just kind of the team in general what's your biggest mm-hmm. concern about the vikings heading into week one uh i think right now we all have kind of our false false pretenses about what's going to happen with the team this year once we start talking about week one i don't really have that many concerns because i can tell you my expectation week one they're going to hand off to dalvin as much as they can the defense should be able to you know shut down joe burrow and Joe Mixon, and we'll get into the details of that game next week. But I don't have any concerns about literally the games that are to be played long term. You know, I think we can talk about big picture themes like being a little bit worried about starting with two games on the road or the even bigger than that, just the defense. And what is the missing piece from that defense? It's making sure that the healthy players we have can actually be better than the 27th best defense in the league in in 2020, how good can they be? I mean, I'm pretty confident that they can be middle of the road, but it would be really interesting because I think some people have them top five, top three defense, and that's a little concerning for me. I think we need a top 10 defense to be able to contend but i'm a little concerned that we don't have that that we just have a middle of the road defense here and that would be disappointing what's your uh, biggest concern eric well i think i'll go to the other side of the ball but yeah the defense it, mm-hmm. it's we can't just pencil in the defense to be a top five especially with how bad they're yeah. the, again the personnel is there on paper they're going to be much better but how much better is a big uh, that's that's the the big thing on that side. But I'll I'll go to the offense. I think yeah. I think this past week kind of just hammered home that this paint this team is kind of painfully thin in a handful of areas and tight end happened to be one of them that Irv Smith one that that injury is really going to hurt. But you know again, I don't think the Irv Smith 
injury, you know, there was a lot of doom and gloom on the timeline yesterday. Of course, I had to retweet the the, the Venn diagram that uh, <laughs> but, the old but, Venn diagram. Yeah, it, it keeps on coming up way too often. But I don't think that's you know I don't think that Irv Smith injury is going to completely derail the season or make the impossible for the Vikings offense to move the ball or anything else like that. It just kind of made the the degree of difficulty went up, and now the room for yeah. errors got a little bit less because of that injury. And depth and health. I mean, that's really going to come into play for the Vikings. They kind of have that stars and scrubs build. There's a, they, they, you know, that first line on both sides of the ball is pretty impressive, but it gets pretty thin after that in a, in a bunch of places. So, you know, if they if they're dealing with the injuries that they had on the defense at the end of last year, they're, they're going to really struggle. And again, you can say that about most teams. There's no perfectly built roster. But the, the, it's just that's what I'm concerned about is, you know, that offensive line gets banged up or if, if Derrissaw's health, it takes a while to get back. Just the fact that there isn't a ton of room for error. And I think this team is going to be competing. But again, like things can go sideways if if some key players go down. So that's basically mm-hmm. it's it, they, they, they have to stay relatively healthy, especially compared to, to last season and yeah. other seasons that they've had had the injury bug. Got to get. They got to. And again, there's not a whole lot you can do. And you know, I'm never gonna blame the coaches for playing Irv Smith, especially since there was no play that he got like definitively hurt on. It was basically like, oh, I right. hurt my. You know, after the game, it's like I hurt my knee. So, yeah, it's 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 the the margin for error is small, especially on the I think on the offside. And I, I mean that there's definitely space for regression on that side of the ball. Every time a player gets up slowly. We're just going to be really, really nervous about it. Uh You're going to put the beer down. You're going to be pacing. It's just the way that the season's going to go. We are short on time. Okay. Got to fly through these last two. Eric, where are you watching the games this year, man? Well, I mean, uh, most of them, I'll probably be about one flight of stairs down here and about 40 feet over here on the couch. I got the big screen. I'll be there. You know, like, I, again, yep. I'm, I'll, I'm sure I'll go to a couple home games. I'll go. Um, I, I already have tickets for Lambo at uh, on January 2nd, going with a bunch wow. of friends to that. Going, going to brave the elements out there. Um, <laughs> and tentatively still going to the Chargers game. Still haven't made final plans yet because i want to see if la yeah. is still open in november you know that's that'd be nice to have that so but yeah, um that is yeah, an most, issue. i mean i mean most weeks especially when it's like a sunday noon game i like that kind of sunday routine i'm plopped down uh making you know i've got the big screen got some snacks and you know firing out overreactive dad jokes and tweets on, on the phone on the side. So that's, it's still yeah. like, that's kind of the, the, the in-person experience is great. And I'm sure I'll do it a few times, but most, most days I'll, I'll probably be right at home and maybe hosting some people over. What are, are you, are, do you, do you have your Sunday routine or you have, well, kind of you know, we'd love to have you down in LA uh, in, in November, mm-hmm. Eric, but I understand we gotta, we gotta weigh all options. I had a moment last after last year, I was like, you know what? After watching just the Vikings go one and five in the midst of COVID, everybody's watching at home. I thought to myself, we're going to the bar in 2021. You know, we're getting out the house. <laughs> the Vikings are going to be back. I'm back too. You know, then I got really excited. I, I got pumped when the schedule released. I started buying tickets, bought some pricey tickets. I'm not going to lie, going to two games. <laughs> And is it is it just me or did they raise the prices on Sunday ticket? Like, like, damn, like we need to crush it on the show, Eric, because the price of fanhood is increasing. <laughs> 
it's, so, it, it is not a, it's not a cheap endeavor, especially <laughs> when you're attending in person. That's for sure. Long way of saying I'll probably be at home. You know, I, I got the football and I've got the whiskey. That's how I watch the games. Um, but hey, if anyone listening is in SoCal, hit me up. If you know where the Vikings bar is, I might make an appearance. We can watch a game together. Love it. Okay, my final question. Pretty simple one. Mm-hmm. Are the Vikings a playoff team as currently instructed? Uh, constructed. So we have we have our 53. It could mm-hmm. definitely still change between week one, and it'll definitely change throughout the season. But as of right now, the roster that they have, are they a playoff team? Yeah, I think this is without a doubt they're a playoff team. I think they have a little more exposure to injury than you would like, and we talked about that earlier in the show. But, you know, just breaking down the rankings and the st- – statistical rankings and the positions of of importance. The Vikings are strong in all of those areas. I looked at it over the summer. That was even before we signed Sheldon Richardson, even before we brought in Everson Griffin, we're looking at, you know, the eighth or ninth best roster in the NFL right now. So as long as they stay relatively healthy and as long as they get good coaching on both sides of the ball, they're a playoff team. They're better than the Seattle Seahawks. They're better than the San Francisco 49ers when you look at the roster. It really just comes down to, Niners. again, that health factor and those X factors we talked about earlier because they could swing the entire balance of this season. Yeah, I mean, I I have kind of the most of this offseason I've been at that. 11 and 6, 10 and 7 mark. I still think it's the Packers division to win right yeah. now, but yes. I I think the Vikings I think the Vikings coming in as a wild card team. And again, you just get in the tournament. Make it, you, you never know when you get in there. That's and I think there's a lot of jobs that kind of depend on getting in that tournament this year, especially the head coach and the GM. So it'll be interesting to see again. Yeah, the the we've already mentioned the margin for error is pretty slim, but as of right now, I think this team is built for a playoff run. Yes. And look at that. That's what I like to hear. Boom. We're better than the buzzer. We're better. We'll see week three against the Seahawks. But now, y'all stay tuned because it's time for Dave's extra point. Hey, everyone. Those were six wonderful questions for Flip and Eric. They did well, they scored on all of them. That's six points. What happens when we score six points in a game? We have to go for the extra point. That's what this is. Brought to you by the fans wanting more. The extra point is going for one. This time, the question is, with Sean Mannion being signed to the practice squad as QB2, are the Vikings adjusting their paradigm and using him more as a QB assistant on the sidelines and in the QB room, whereas QB1, Kirk Cousins, and QB3, Kellen Mond, will be the actual quarterback weapons. Flip, Eric, what do you think? Why don't you take that one first? Okay. I think it's uh I think it's a really good question and I think that's I think Dave's on the right track there. I think that um I mean by all account and Banyan knows the offense, he knows the 
a lot of the personnel. He's he's familiar with the you know where everything is, and the fact that he's on the practice squad right now, I think it serves two purposes. One is if there's any COVID things, they can activate him. They can bring him up. They, you know, I think they get uh, at least two. He can, he can be promoted from the practice squad. Hopefully, that's uh, they don't have to utilize that part of it. But I'm sure that's part of the reason why he's on the practice squad. He'll be separate, you know, from the the two that uh, have a, a pretty uh, defined uh, vaccination uh, status. So I think it will be Mond and Cousins dressing for those games while Mannion is, remains on the practice squad, only gets promoted as needed. But I think the the other thing is that QB assistant. I think that's a really good term for Sean Mannion. It sounds like all accounts, he, you know, if whenever he decides to hang it up, he's definitely welcome in the coaching ranks. He's, uh, he's a, a very smart player. And it seems like they're going to utilize that. You know, I could definitely see him being on a coaching staff, maybe the Vikings coaching staff going forward. Um, that's, I think that's why they brought Mannion back. That's why they got rid of Browning. Again, Browning did himself no favors in the, in the preseason with how he played and Mannion just being a familiar face and a, a familiar, a familiar mind. I think that's really important for them. What, so I, what do you think about it? Yeah. I, you know, I get so confused by all these QB numbers. I don't know even what QB two versus QB three means when QB two isn't even on the actual roster. Uh, right. But yeah, every everything you said makes sense. You know, the, the thing I like about the Mannion signing, and I know a lot of people were not happy that Sean Mannion's back in purple, but Eric's got Eric's already got a painting of Sean Mannion. So he's here. Deal with it. What I love about it is <laughs> like it's OK to have a reassuring presence for Kirk Cousins during the games. Um, on the sideline during practice to coach him while he's healthy. And I think Mannion has done a bet, a, a great job of that. He's been the guy behind Kirk cousins, you know, again, the guy in his ear during Kirk's best two seasons in the NFL. So why not have that continue? And then keeping Kellen Mond on the actual roster is pretty interesting. Sure. If Kirk gets injured, it's going to be Kellen Mond out there. And it's going to be an intense, you know, frying pan, putting him right into the fire of the NFL if that happens. But also there's opportunity here for Clint Kubiak to get really creative and start talking about, you know, do we see Kellen Mond for three or four plays a game where he subs in? Do we see him in a wildcat package? Do we see some some wrinkles in the offense that Kellen Mond can give you, but Sean Mannion and even Kirk Cousins can't? So it's a great setup. It saves a roster spot and it gives Kirk Cousins what he needs to be the best version of himself. I I, I think it that's that's uh, a very reasonable answer. Not very hot takey at all. I think we we kind of like hey. did that kind of logically. But hey, that's that's hey. that's I think that's a strong opinion. And and that that wraps it up for us. I, I like the extra that's seven point. points. I like. I think we did better than you Dan Bailey it. on extra points. Yeah, that's exactly. a touchdown, like we, we baby. Better than most Vikings kickers. Yeah, hopefully the kickers, <laughs> the Vikings kicker, whoever it is, Joseph can do that well on their extra points this season. Yeah, huh? well, hey, Eric, Dave, we made it. You know, we seven months and roster cuts, free agency, the draft, mini camp, training camp, and roster cuts again. But that's all done. <laughs> the off season is over. It's uh, it's time to get on that purple roller coaster ride. So, until next time, Skull Vikes and Dave, take us away. Hey, like always, like, subscribe, and ring the bell.
and catch all of Climbing the Pocket products at usually their normal time next week, Sunday. I've talked to Darren Campbell today. He's going to take a break from his vacation, and he will be joining me for two old bloggers, and we'll see how many changes happens between now and then, because I'm sure there's a few. Until then, everybody have a great evening. Eric, what's the score on that Ohio State Gophers game? Oh, uh, Ohio State just scored to go up, but they, they, we're, we're going to be in a battle. Oh. Gus Johnson is announcing, so something's crazy is going to happen at the end of the game. So let's go. Let's go try to get this upset, Gophers. Hey, I want to thank guys. all the viewers, and if you like yeah. the extra point, get in touch with me via Twitter or via email, and uh, think about doing a video yourself that we can incorporate for that extra point. You got to get the fans kicking that extra point. That's all right. right. Absolutely. <laughs> Skull, everybody! Skull Vikes! Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody!